to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 271 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Race two, week two in the books, two different winners. How long will that trend last this year? Last year, I think that streak went on for quite some time. Um, and, and I'm excited about that. I, I love streaks. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a WWE fan. And the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, which I still believe should have should still be intact. I digress, get to that a little bit later with this week's guest. But uh, yeah, I, I love streaks. And so yeah, let, let's see how long we can keep this going. Thought the racing was good, uh, and I'm I'm really excited to see what we get this week at Las Vegas because I think the mile and a half is the true test, and yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what we got. Um, all right, so you you guys know I normally do like a weekend recap what I did. Um, tomorrow will be two weeks that Alden has been with us, and, and it's just incredible. Uh, last weekend was our first weekend with him, and just what an incredible blessing. Uh, the the instant bond connection uh and love is, is something that i i knew would be there but i had no idea to what level and it's just absolutely crazy um he's already got us wrapped around her finger like he will like cry bloody murder and the second you pick him up he just wide-eyed you and and just stops and it's like haha gotcha and uh it's it's just crazy um and i i can't wait to share some stories with you guys as, as he gets older can't wait for summer to get him outside with the race on and and some meat on the smoker uh and all that good and speaking Speaking of smokers, you guys know that I, I love to, to to cook. I love to prep meat, smoke meat. I know how weird that sounds, uh, but you guys know I love to fire up the Traeger. I've got the gas grill, too, and I'm thinking of getting a griddle. Uh, so who out there has a griddle? Do I need to get the Blackstone? Uh, let me know. Shoot me a message on Twitter. Uh, you know, if, if I pull the trigger and get a griddle, uh, what do I need for it? Uh, so let me know there and all that good stuff. Um, hope you guys enjoyed last week's show with Corey Heim and uh, Brian Halan from uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. Thought that provided a really cool perspective uh, getting the coach from a pit crew. Uh, first time guest with him being on and a first time guest in terms of uh, the role. That, that he played with having somebody like that on the show. I thought that was awesome. You guys seemed to like that, which was really cool. Uh, may or may not, if I'm being honest with you guys, might take next week off from a show perspective. Uh, it's, it's just been a lot to uh, get adjusted and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, might uh, might take a couple, might take a week off here and there sporadically, uh, just to be able to give Lindsay a little bit of a break and and all that good stuff. So, but we'll we'll see. Show ain't going anywhere. I promise you that. Uh, but might just take a couple extra breaks uh, and, and all that throughout the season. So, fantasy and all that good stuff will continue. But uh, tonight. To continue the alliance with jayski.com, Dustin Albino is uh, going to be back for his first appearance this year. Uh, looking forward to talking with him. You guys know he is a huge Xfinity guy. That's his thing. And uh, really excited to talk about Auto Club, Xfinity Series, and, and all that with him. Uh, got your social media shout-outs. Uh, Studwell's got the forecast. Lucky Dog lap down. And, of course, Fantasy to close things out. So let's get things rolling. Let's get Dustin Albino on the line. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 12th appearance on the show, the ninth with Jay Ski. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Dustin Albino. Sir, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Long time no talk. Yeah. I know your life's a lot busier from the last time we spoke. A smidge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a little. Just a um, little. Uh, 12th time. I didn't, I didn't realize it was that high already. Yeah. You know, we're getting up there. Um, I I've, I'm trying to impact Im, impose a rule. I haven't had to call it out yet, but Jeff Striegel is going to be the first person that we're going to have to try to figure it out. The 20th appearance needs to be in person. So oh. we, we might have to figure something out. <laughs> what, what's, what's Jeff at? Uh, Jeff is at 19, so his next oh. appearance is supposed to be in person. So we'll, uh, uh, we'll see if we can, we can make that work. <laughs> that would be cool. Definitely do it in person. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Matt, listen, uh, I, I know it's March 1st, which is crazy, but, uh, real quick, how were the holidays and all that good stuff for you? It's crazy to think it's already been two months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, time flies, man. And that's, the th- that's kind of, you know, we were talking before this and, I mean, I feel like the off season, there was no off season this year, especially because of the new car and all the next gen testing, yep. you know, and there's four or five tests. So yeah, there, I mean, it flew by, but the holidays were great. Uh, spent a lot of time with family. Um, also, I, I have Syracuse season uh, tickets this year for basketball. Yeah, cool. So that, that, that had a lot of my time occupied, which was fun. Uh, the team sucks. But wow, other hey. than that, <laughs> I feel you there with Michigan basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah first first time in i mean right now we're 500 so if we finish under 500 to lose on saturday it'd be the first time in 40 50 something years that we've been under 500 wow that's crazy so i i can't complain okay. um, yeah. it could be a lot worse but sure. of course it's the first year that i have season tickets <laughs> yeah oh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong well, side of history get it out of the way and then uh you know sophomore year the tickets you know bounce back start a new streak I hope I, I'm definitely going to renew. I actually got an email today about renewing, cool. so I'm definitely going to do that. Awesome. Um, well, I mean, hey, it's it's year two with Jay Ski. I know it's it's early into year two, but uh, you know, talk about uh, you know what first year was like and, and how mm-hmm. things are shaping up for you as you head into year two with Jay Ski. Yeah, first year was great. Uh, you know big change for me having a full-time job in the sport um you know consistently working every day uh first full off season where you know still have a full-time job in the sport so definitely uh, grateful for all of that uh and i feel like hard work does pay off and you know for anyone out there and i, I have this conversation with a lot of people but whatever whoever's out there who's you know grinding away I, I do think hard work pays off so um know that you know there's light at the end of the tunnel as long as you put the work in so absolutely for me, though, yeah, JC's been great. Working with NASCAR has been awesome. Um, plan to go to hopefully a bunch of a handful of new tracks this year. Um, going to Atlanta in a few weeks. Uh, never been to Atlanta, so it's a good one to check out. Absolutely. Given that it's the first first time, you know, with the reconfiguration. So, uh, yeah, I hope to go to Atlanta, Talladega, Darlington. I mean, there's a lot of ones that I want to go to. Excellent, man. That's great. I'm I'm happy for you. Um, Appreciate it. It's 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 so cool to see. Um, you know, this is the sixth year of the show and, and the connections and to see the growth uh, from, from people, um, you know, and for, for me, you know, hobby. Right. And, and just to kind of be a small little piece of this thing is, is awesome. And 
the friendships that have been developed with, with you know, people like you and, you know, who would have thought Jeff Striegel would be on the show 19 times kind of thing. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's just incredible to watch and to see and, and to see, you know, someone like you who's been awesome and, and just an awesome guy and a supporter of the show. Uh, I couldn't be happier to see someone that's trying to make a career out of this. Like you said, putting the hard work and, and, and getting that payday. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's definitely hard. A lot of hard work goes into it. Uh, a lot of days, and I comment on this, uh, I think Jeff Gluck made a post last week because Zach Sterniolo, another good you know, colleague, friend of mine, stayed with him in Daytona. Uh, he got a full-time job with NBC. Um, he started there last week. And so Jeff Gluck, you know, put on how, you know, he's happy to see kind of the youth movement now sure. uh, in the media center and all of us that you know, worked hard and I mean, quite frankly, they weren't getting, you know, weren't making any money off this, Sure, investing a lot into our future and our careers. Uh, and, you know, it's finally starting to pay off for some of us, but there's a lot of people out there still that, you know, probably have earned and should have earned an opportunity by now with the time and effort they've put in. And uh, like I said, just keep on working. And it, I think hard work pays off. 100%. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's let's take a quick turn here because uh, everybody knows that's listened for a minute uh, with you on that we're, we're both uh, big wrestling fans. And we are. We, we are in. It's officially WrestleMania <laughs> season. Um, you know, I'll just throw a couple things out there. You take it wherever you want. Uh, the Royal Rumble, we got the build already starting for WrestleMania. We got the possibility of a Stone Cold Steve Austin match is being yeah. thrown out there. Uh, you know, where, where, where are you at? We're marks, as they say. Yeah, we are marks. <laughs> we are. Yeah, and I am no shame in the game with that one. Yep, um, yep. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. WWE's, I love WWE. It'll always be my number one. Um, you know, AEW's done great over the last two and a half years and building to be a, a real th competition. I wouldn't say a threat, just competition. Yep. Uh, yeah. But in terms of, of WrestleMania, the WrestleMania season, I mean, it's heating up, obviously, last night with Raw. I don't know if you've seen it yet, uh, but you had a couple more matches added to the show. But it just seems like a lot of the matches have no storyline at all. Yes. And they're just thrown together. So it's I mean, an interesting like shaped card so far. And they focus so heavily the last, I don't know, five, six months on Roman and Brock and everything below that just seems kind of irrelevant. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's, fr it's frustrating in a way. I'm with you, you know, like, all right, I think edge and AJ will, will put on, they might steal the show as far as match of the night goes. Um, but and I agree, like that'll be a good match. Both are great workers, but also like with Where's with the, the angle they ran, yeah, with the angle they ran last night. I mean, I don't think they're going to be on TV for the next couple of weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, right? And then they're already talking. You know, spoiler. Fast forward thirty seconds if you want. You know, they're already talking that. You know, they're. This is what frustrates me is, like you said, they're spending so much time and invested so heavily in the Brock Roman Reigns thing for a title unification to then they're already saying that they're not going to sustain that unification and that they're going to have to split it up, so, you know, quickly because two different networks, two different shows. So, like, what's the point of a... 18 month storyline basically like i love the Heyman turn like that was a curveball like mm -hmm. I, I i bought into the storyline but then to go and just possibly scrap it at the next pay-per-view following wrestlemania like that's that's where so, i get frustrated 
Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever know this, but obviously Roman Reigns tested positive for COVID the week of day one, which yes. is now two months ago as right. we record. And that just changed everything, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. he was supposed to have a match with Brock, and then you know he tests positive, unfortunately. And then he's thrown into the WWE Championship match, wins it, loses it, and then wins it back. So, yeah, I wonder what the plans were before this, because I don't think they would have been a title unification. No. Um, no. And I, I think I, I Royal Rumble is different, too. I don't think Brock wins yeah. the Royal Rumble. Which... I mean, it makes sense now as to why he won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, <laughs> but he's not one that needs to win a Royal Rumble. He no. doesn't need to win the Elimination Chamber. Yep, they're giving him all these accolades, and I mean, I like Brock Lesnar the best when he's now competing for a championship. But yeah, great WWE can't book him without a championship no. on the line. So I, I just don't get it. I'm I'm with you there, and uh, piggy, uh, piggybacking back off of AEW. They're making their debut in Detroit in June. And I saw, like you said, um, I, I, I'm a WWE guy. Like, very rarely did I ever watch WCW during the wars. Like, I, I stay true, but I might have to go step out on WWE. And, and especially if CM Punk is, is advertised yeah. for that show, uh, I'm probably going to go to that show just to see mm. something different. They're fun shows, and you know, I went to my one and only because they haven't been around here much either in central New York. Uh, at the end of September, it was in Rochester, okay. And the the difference in fan bases is, I mean, oh, it's, it's rabid, yeah. I bet, <laughs> yeah. I bet, absolutely, yeah. Because you have the hardcore fan base in, in AEW, and I mean, it's great, it's great to be a part of that in person, it makes a lot of fun, sure. And then you got WWE who's, you know, a lot more entertainment based, yeah. which I mean, that's great too. Yep. So, or can be great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, same with AEW though, too. Like they have their moments where it's like, eh, that's not a good storyline or, you know, they don't make best use of, I mean, their talent's bloated. Sure. They, yep. they, they can't use everybody. They don't have enough TV time. Yep. So yeah. Well, and I mean, that's where companies... I wonder if they will, you know, run into the WCW or NWO effect. You know, like, and mm. I watched a couple, uh, I think last Wednesday night or whatever, and I couldn't tell you the name of the stable or whatever, but I just, it felt like 15 guys walked out on stage. And I'm like, that's <laughs> what happened with the Wolfpack and MWO. Like, you killed it because you oversaturated the stable and you couldn't keep enough storylines going with it, you know? So, we'll, AEW we'll is definitely very stable centric. They've yes. got a lot of stables yes. there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, dude, we could do, I know, like a 90 minute a show on this. Yes. So let's, yeah. uh, well, I, I'm excited to do maybe the next show. We'll do it after Mania so we can do a little Mania recap and, and all that. So, um, sounds good to but, me. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go for what we're here for, and that's NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> um, the people want to listen to what they want to hear. <laughs> um, two packed crowds, Daytona Auto Club. Great turnouts for both of these. I expect we'll see a great showing at Las Vegas. Um, you know, what What are just some general thoughts? You know, two, two races in, two unique tracks. We, we've done the Super Speedway. We've done a two-mile track. We're out west. You know, where, where are you at just two, two races into a, a long season? Well, let's not forget about the Clash either. So, really, I would say three races in, in terms of True. three great crowds yep, yep. Uh, and, yep. and two of them being in the LA market um, and both of them having really good crowds. Fontana, I mean, for a long time was kind of like the laughing stock of 
tracks because they couldn't get a crowd. Yeah. And a lot of that, a lot of that was because they moved it uh, to what was it, Labor Day weekend when it's a hundred degrees in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, in terms of, in terms of uh, the first, you know, three weeks of the year, two points races, I mean, Daytona was freaking packed. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, this was my seventh 500 and I've, I mean, obviously last year was different because of the pandemic and the restrictions, but I mean, I can't remember the last time that there were so many people, you know, that I, there's like a sea of people. I, I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw that many people at a racetrack. So that's a good thing. Yes. Um, yeah. Competition's been pretty good. Uh, the next gen car, obviously, you know, it has its, it, it's definitely this weekend was a great race from start to finish. Fantastic race. Um, there's a few concerns, obviously, uh, but that's with any new car too, right? Like getting stuck whenever you get a flat tire, like that's going to be a long season if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but I, I know NASCAR is working on that. Uh, I've heard from a few different drivers that they're working on it. So I, I think that'll be, uh, something that's worked on maybe, maybe even before this weekend where it limits how much time it takes to get back to pit road and, I mean, obviously, it's because the cars are so low to the ground, and there's no interliner in these in these tires. So right, so they're, where they the, cut, they're done. They're yeah, down, and you're on the ground, yeah. so you can't move. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's I guess that's been a little, a little frustrating to watch. But look, there's growing pains with anything. So, um, I mean, I think so far so good. I give this next gen car 100. Yes, you know. So if if we've got better racing longer cautions i know i i saw on social media a, a lot of the followers with their lap down picks you know the tire situation and the time to get off pit road i mean i i'm still a proponent i i doubt it'll ever happen wish list for me would be to not count caution laps and if you didn't count it then hey take however long you need to get them off pit road but you know i understand the the time restrictions tv all that you know i i understand why they have to do it and i get that um but yeah i'm I'm with you. I mean, we've got the ability to pass that we saw uh, and, and not have blowout crazy leads and not have pack style racing at Fontana, you know. So and we saw the draft, you know, to where you could pull up behind a car. You could use the side draft and, and all of that. So uh, from from a competition perspective, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think Fontana was like quintessential racing. It yeah. was just every, yeah. everything you could want that race had. Yes. Um, and, and that's really promising. Now, I do know, obviously, that a lot of the track surfaces aren't as aged as Fontana. And as we know, Fon I mean, Fontana's had some good and bad races over the years. But yeah. like Darlington, Homestead, those are usually the best races of the year. Yes. At least on inter intermediates. Um, and obviously, those are two very old track surfaces, too. So um, I think that plays well this past race for those races uh and honestly like las vegas it's a smoother racetrack it's it got repaved i don't know 10 years ago or so if i if i recall correctly i'm just throwing a number out but i think it's in the ballpark and it, it's starting to age though so uh I, I mean i wouldn't be surprised to see a great race there this weekend too and we if we remember like last fall's race at vegas was i mean terrible there yep. nothing happened yep. you couldn't no. pass yep um yep. And I'm happy NASCAR went with the higher horsepower package because that allows the, you know, they're listening to the drivers, which that's a good thing, I feel like. I mean, you know, it, it the, the drivers wanted control of the car. They've got yep. the, that that's what we have. The drivers have to go out there and drive the car. It's not just, you know, full throttle through the turns. It's they have Absolutely. to drive the car and, that, you know, them. 
them being on edge, even in practice, like we Kevin Harvick wrecking on the right. first lap of practice. Yeah. That sucks for the team because, you know, obviously there's a shortage of cars right now, but it's, I feel like that's a good thing. Yes. You know, I, I, I hate to say that because I don't like anybody wrecking or anything, but the fact that these cars are on edge yes. and granted, you know, these cars are so much on edge where if it gets sideways, like you're probably not saving it. Whereas the old car, you could almost save anything. Right. You but, know, so from that regard, you know, like you said, you go sideways, you're not saving it. On the flip side of that, you look at what happened to Chase Elliott. You know, he slapped the wall a couple times. The car's got durability from an impact yep. perspective. So, which all the more just adds to the it's in the driver's hands. Hey, right. you know, it, it, Chase was still competitive in that car. I mean, finally, you know, and we can get to this in a minute. You know, he took it took enough of a beating <laughs> to where it just gave out on him there. You know, whether he had some help or not, we can get to that. But, you know, the car's <laughs> got durability and they have to drive it. So I, I just I love everything about that. Yeah, I mean, it's a composite body. So just like the Xfinity series and I don't know, for three years, 19, I mean, really since NASCAR went to the old package in 19, I feel like the Xfinity series was like the hardest. And, and you've heard those from drivers, like it's the hardest car to drive and among the top three Yep. now, I mean, it seems to be the cup series and that that's how it should be, right? Like that should be the hardest form of car to drive yes. in NASCAR. So yeah. I mean, even you have guys like, you know, Mark Martin, praising it on on uh on the telecast the other day yeah. so yeah i i'm i know i'm all for this next gen car now and also like a big talking point coming into the year was the safety of it because it hadn't really been tested yeah um i know austin dylan tried his damnedest to test it out <laughs> at the charlotte test when he wrecked when the track was damp but uh i, I don't know like it seems like this is a safe car too um because we've seen some hard hits over the last three races. Yes. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, been tested between Daytona and, and Fontana. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think you're right, you know, and, and that's that's great, you know. So I, I, I look forward to this weekend. I think, you know, getting to our first mile and a half is, is really, uh, I think a lot of the fans are, are curious to see what the product mm-hmm. is going to be like. And uh, if, if it's as as good as what we got at fontana you know obviously you're never going to appease social media but uh hopefully we you know the, the the fans can maybe breathe a sigh of relief with the you know intermediate tracks that are on the schedule and that we're going to that we might um you know get some better racing which in turn hopefully brings more people to some of these mile and a halfs that maybe have had a little poorer attendance knowing that they're going to maybe get something or maybe it's at a track that hasn't had a race or hasn't had fans at a race because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, Daytona was packed. Fontana was packed, you know, so let's uh, let's get back to racing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit on a lot there. It's it's just been a good start to the year. And, and I think going into Fontana, like even the morning of, I had no idea what to expect. Sure. And that was, that was coming off of a practice session, you know, uh, an eventful practice session in, in qualifying session the day before. So uh, thankfully the race wasn't that chaotic. There were still 12 cautions, which tied the track record. Um, but in practice, I mean, there was five, six incidents in 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yes, you know, 
That just shows how hard the car is to drive. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the Xfinity series for a minute. Uh, I know the Xfinity is 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 your bread and butter. Uh, I, I know that's that's where you do a lot of your 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 work in. Um, Trevor Bain, man, dude, never he didn't skip a beat. Like I can't, I couldn't believe the performance he was able to go out there and 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 put on for everybody. Yeah, and I think Trevor's in an interesting spot this year where he only has seven chances. And he said, you know, I think it was last week, the week before Fontana, that he, in his mind, feel like he needs to win three to five of these races. Uh, obviously, he's 0 for 1. But he had a really good run this past week uh, for not being in an Xfinity car in six years. Um, and really in eight years, because, I mean, in, in 16, he only ran once, and it was on a road course, a Watkins one. So, um, yeah, I mean, he led laps he won a stage he ran up front the entire race finished third i don't know you know outside of a win i don't know how much more you can ask of trevor bain in his first start with jgr i do think this reminds me a lot and i've seen some comparisons of this to ryan priest in 2017 i think it was when he went to you know jgr and you know ultimately that led to a, a chance for priest to go full-time racing and cup so if that happens for Trevor Bain, good. I mean, if he's an Xfinity lifer, that'd be cool. Truck series. I know he's ran there, you know, a few, few years ago now, eight races. So I was impressed by Trevor Bain uh, yeah. and everything yeah. that he brought to the table on Saturday. So what I, I was going to bring up and, and make the comparison, uh, could he possibly, um, could he be the Josh Berry story? Of, of this year to where, you know, we saw Josh Berry, you know, ran uh, the, the first half of the season with with junior motorsports last year uh, has great performances, picked up a win. Now, Josh Berry has a ride, you know, so I wonder yep. if, if he might be the 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 Cinderella story that we're talking about next year, possibly. It de definitely could be. And it wouldn't be the first time you use a Cinderella story. Right. Remember absolutely. Cinderella Bain yeah. wins the 500. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Great call by DW. Um, yes. But yeah, I, I think there's definitely potential for that or in that. Um, and especially because he has all this experience, like he has over 150 starts in Xfinity, almost 200 in cup. Like he has a ton of experience. Yep. Uh, and it also, just never also, came together for him. Never came together the, uh, you know, the way it ended at Roush. She wasn't um, excited about, I can, I can yep. say yep. Uh, with, yep. with the way it went with splitting the ride in 18 with Kenseth. Um and so I think he does have a lot to prove and feels like he has a lot to prove. And it's kind of like a second life on his career. Yeah. And, you know, it's up to him to make the most of it because he's with arguably the best team and the team that won the championship last year. Yep. I'm with you there. Um, from an Xfinity uh, overall perspective, um, you know, you and I have talked uh, even when you would just come on the show uh, when you weren't with Jayski, you know, we, we talked and if, have had a, a conversations, you know, when it, we had the big three with with Cole Custer and, and Tyler Riddick and Christopher Bell, uh, mm -hmm. and, and we've kind of seen the transition to where uh, over the last five years or so, the Xfinity Series has gone from, you know, one or two dominant drivers uh, and, and kind of running away with it to where, you know, we see the transition last year to where we had multiple different drivers. You know, we had a bubble uh, race in the Xfinity Series, and when mm -hmm. we look at what we have this year you know i know we're only two races in but when i look at the top 13 um you know i i, I can see them all winning 
at least one race, if not multiple races, you know. So I, I look for this year to be an incredible season in the Xfinity Series. Dinger, obviously, going to go out there and do stuff. Gregson, Allgaier. I know you and I talked last year about Riley Herbst, and, and you know, they kind of had a disappointing season with, with SHR. Uh, you know, they're obviously going to look to be back better. Ty Gibbs had a great year. Didn't qualify, didn't run the playoffs because he wasn't full time. I mean, it's just driver after driver that on any given Saturday could go out there and win, I think. Yeah, this <laughs> I've had a few conversations. I was on a Twitter spaces with the Xfinity racing account a couple of weeks, you know, previewing the season. And we one of the topics was how deep the field is. And it, it really is. I mean, you look at the top, like you said, 13. Riley Herbs and Ryan Seeger in there. And Herbs, I mean, you know, for all the flack he kind of gets, he has the first two races out anyway. He's ran pretty well, gotten top tens on both. Yeah. Um, Austin Hill obviously won at Daytona. Uh, and Trevor Bain's 13th in points with that one start. And then you look at 14th, like Judd Burton, he's he's in a he's in a ride this year where I think it's he's got a two-year deal with our motorsports, and I think he's in a year where it's just kind of a building block for next year. But then you look outside of that, Sheldon Creed 16th. Like, I expect him to make the playoffs. He's with RCR. He's a talented driver, a champion in the truck series. Brandon Jones, 17. I think he'll get a win. I mean, he's he had two bad luck. Here. He had two unlucky yeah. spots this year. Yeah. Or this, he he this went, went, went winless last year, but look at the year he had before he had a breakout season. Yeah. And then you have, you know, guys like, I think, uh, uh, Maya Sider. He's a guy that, Maybe he won't win, and but he's going to have some good runs, I feel like. Landon Castle, he's mired down 27th in points. I expect a couple of wins from Landon this year with the way Collie has kind of upped its program the last few years. Absolutely. So, and it's his best opportunity. So, yeah, I, the depth is not a problem this year in the Xfinity Series. I especially just because you rattled off some people that are even outside of the screenshot that I took. I'm going to make a bold-ass prediction, and, and we'll talk about this at the end of the year. I think that we might have a situation where we have more than 12 winners in the Xfinity series and someone doesn't make it with a win. It's, I can see that. I, 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 that is bold because uh, we haven't seen that yet yep. at, any, yeah. at any level, I don't nope. think. Nope. And we always talk um, about it from the cup side, but yep. wouldn't it be cool if it was the Xfinity series where that was where it happened first? <laughs> I think the truck series came close in like 17 or 18, but yeah, I mean, you, and also like you got to put an account that Kyle Bush has stated that he's not running Xfinity all this year. So that opens up five races. Right. Given he went five for given he went five for five last year. Yeah. Um, now with that said, like Cole Custer won this past weekend in dominating fashion, uh, good story there too with, with Bobby Dodder. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously it's a storehouse racing assembled car essentially with their technical alliance, but great story there. Uh, so another team one, you know, it might not be the Xfinity driver, but another yep. team was in victory lane. Yep. But yeah, this, this series is, is freaking stacked this year. It is. Uh, all right. Let's, let's go back to cup here. Talk about a couple storylines to come out of, out of Sunday. Uh, let's start with Daniel Suarez. Uh, I mean, what, what a, what an effort, uh, you know, obviously sad did not come away with it. But for me, um, we've got teams out there, you know, granted one race because I'm going to 
toss out Daytona as the outlier uh, just because of the style of racing that is. But when we, we got RCR, we got RPM, um, you know, mm-hmm. Daniel Suarez with Trackhouse. Um, part of it maybe a, a little bit more of a level playing field just because everybody is trying to get things figured out from the new car perspective. Uh, but in, even if that is the case, kudos to these teams for going out there and being able to compete with some of the normal powerhouses out there. Well, and and I think you hit on that there. Like that was a talking point going into the year, right? Like how this new car, the next gen is supposed to level out the playing field. Well, is it really going to, because the cream always rises at the top. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, in the history of NASCAR, it doesn't matter that the teams with the most money, the most resources, they find a way to, you know, achieve success right away. Yeah. Um, but you look at Eric, Eric Jones, I think, you know, we're talking about swords, but Eric Jones qualified second, who's quick in practice was in the top five, of the entire race. Yep. Led led six different times. He, I mean, that's the best the 43 cars looked in a decade, right. if not longer. Outside of a restrictor, tapered space, whatever right. we're calling it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, yep. sure, Eric Elmerol won a rainshorned race at Daytona, but yes, that was the best. I mean, it's the most laps the 43 cars led since Elmerol at 69, I think it was, at Kansas 10 years ago. Um, me pulling a set out of my ass. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, we're going to see that in the first couple of months of the year, I think, where we see, you know, Trackhouse, Petty, Petty GMS, you know, whoever, some of the, not small teams, but smaller teams with less resources yep. are com- more competitive and, you know, potentially squeak out a win like we almost saw this past weekend with, with Suarez or Jones. Yep. And I just, everybody knows I, I'm I'm a mark, uh, as we mentioned, for Tyler Reddick and, and <laughs> RCR. And granted, neither one of those two uh, RCR cars came away with the victory. But the fact that you had Tyler Reddick dominate the first two stages, uh, possibly could have gone out there and, uh, and, and got the win. But then mm-hmm. even though they didn't, Austin Dillon to be nowhere in the top 10 in either of the first two stages to come out there and battle back, uh, you know, and, and finish second, you know, that's some of the resilience that some of the, you know, stuff to to use a non-technical term that we just haven't seen from some of these teams in the past. Not even the top 10 for Dylan. Like he wasn't even in the, he couldn't sniff the top 20 for right. the most of the race. Right. Uh, I, I made a tweet w- earlier in the race. It was probably during the second stage where Reddick and Jones were one, two. And then, you know, the Dylan brothers, the, their teammates, uh, Jones' teammate, Petty GMS, and then Reddick's teammate with Austin Dylan, they were 28th and like 31st. Like the discrepancy in speed and competitiveness between the two teams within those two organizations were were vastly different but then when you have a day like austin dillon you continuously work on the car and at the end of the race you get a top five that's like a win absolutely you know and yeah it might not be a win in the in the you know stat sheet but it's a morale boost when yeah. you're 30th most of the race so yeah. um be a heartbreak for reddick yes. <laughs> it really is yeah he um, more laps the other day than he did his whole career absolutely uh, all right, next uh, next one here that I got for you. Uh, we saw it with Brad at Daytona, little over aggressiveness, perhaps, uh, mm-hmm. and then we saw it this past weekend with Larson a little bit with his teammate. Um, you know what, uh, what? What's your take on on what we've seen so far with that? Well, I think it's just drivers. I'm gonna I'm gonna take. They're two separate incidents, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Brad was just being 
you said over aggressive. I would agree with that, but kind of testing the limits of what these cars can do on super speedways. So while yes, he may have been over aggressive, you've got to learn with these cars. Um, and the only way to do it is to do what he did. And, and sometimes you're going to make mistakes, sure. uh, especially when you're running inches apart at 190 miles an hour. Yep. So that's understandable. Uh, at Fontana, it's so hard to place blame. I feel like on Larson, like it was his fault. Yes. Um, but he said, you know, multiple times it wasn't on purpose. The spotter didn't tell him he was, you know, chase had a run high. The spotter came out and said that on Twitter <laughs> that yeah, he was yeah, wrong, yeah, yeah. which I don't know if that's a good look on the spotter. <laughs> you know, that's a conversation you might want to have in private. Right. Well, the that or I wonder if that's damage control to protect the, uh, the teammates the situation there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But yeah, I mean, I don't think Larson, I truly don't think he knew he was there. No, I, I, you know, I agree. Uh, Larson's too his, good, you know, to, in to his driving style. Like, like he's not a dirty driver. No, so no. So I, I just don't think he knew at all. I'm with you. Um, all right. Uh, last couple quick ones here. Uh, Kenseth in the booth, man. What'd you think of him back in up in there? It was refreshing. And I didn't, I kind of like what Fox is doing this year. I didn't know how they were going to do it. And then obviously it was during the Packers 49ers game in the playoffs where yep. they announced Tony Stewart's going to do the clash and then he's going to do the 500 and Tony Stewart did really well. I, I thought, thought so too. both yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And then we and got then what you, Danica this weekend. You have Danica the next two weekends. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so with Kenseth though, like he's someone who for, a, for most of his career, like he, he didn't like the media aspect of it. Like he just, he's one of the guys that would just rather go out and drive the car and get the most out of it and earn the best finish he can on a given weekend. Yeah. But for not, you know, particularly liking media or the media aspect of it, I thought he did a hell of a job. Yeah. I really do. I thought it was um, great. His knowledge is was a you know definitely valuable up there, even though he hasn't obviously run the next gen car. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I would be up for listening to him on more telecast, definitely. Yeah, he had a couple good one liners in there too. He kept it entertaining. But that's that's Kenza. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he's got a yep. witty personality, yep. you know, a ton of sarcasm. Yes. Um yep. and him and him and Boyer, Boyer's obviously got a huge personality. And I right. think those two just bounce off each other really well. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I love it. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's wrap with this. Uh, what, what, what should we expect from Las Vegas this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> I love it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. We could say, it, well, it we, we'd expect to see Penske and, and, you know, pulling out to a 10 second lead, you know, and we can't say that. Yeah. I mean, I think the first, so you have Atlanta this weekend, Phoenix or not Atlanta, sorry. That'll be a learning experience too in a couple of weeks, right? Vegas this weekend, <laughs> Phoenix next weekend, then Atlanta, you have Martinsville coming up soon. Uh, the Bristol dirt race. There's so, I mean, I think the first time we go to any type of new track, so like a mile and a half, a short track, like we're going to be learning. Yeah. Um, and there shouldn't really be set expectations. And that, like you said, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I would think Penske's going to be pretty good. Larson, I mean, he was dominant on mile and a half last year, right. so I don't see. Yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't gotten any worse as a race car driver. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I, I would assume he'll run up towards the front. Um, I don't know if I had to make a prediction. Probably, I'd probably say Joey Logano. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, man. Last thing for you. What uh, and any any stories? Anything you want to plug uh, on the website or anything? 
Yeah, yeah, I have a cool story coming out on Landon Castle. I talked to him at Daytona. Uh, I talked to Chris Rice for it, so that'll be coming out on Wednesday on J-Ski. I have a couple other stories in the works uh, for NASCAR.com this week. I don't want to say anything, so just in case they don't come through and they're not published this week or next week or whatever, uh, but definitely check out jski.com and NASCAR.com. See all my content. Follow me on Twitter at Dustin Albino, and you'll see everything. I love it. Awesome, man. This was fun. Uh, I appreciate you as always, man, and uh, look forward to catching up with you here in a few weeks after WrestleMania. Absolutely, man. Again, congrats on the kid. It's very cool to see. Thank you so much, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. See ya. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation. How cool is that? Dustin Albino, jsky.com. Love talking to him. So much fun talking about wrestling and, and NASCAR. Like, we can just get into it and have a conversation. It's just like when Jeff Striegel's on the show, which I absolutely love. Uh, so be on the lookout for a few more shows with Dustin later in the year. But uh, right now, how about a little Lab Traffic social media? All right, Lap Traffic Nation, it is time for a little social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, that. Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, please leave a review. Tell your friends all that good stuff. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, or your favorite hosting site. The giveaway still going on. We are getting so close, inch by inch, follower by follower, almost to 6,000 followers and giving away a piece of Kevin Harvick sheet metal and Chase Elliott's Race Win 124 Championship diecast from Phoenix at 6,000 followers. About 250 to go. Have picked up a good amount of followers over the last couple of weeks. And uh, speaking of new followers, here's a couple shout-outs. Kyle Edler at Edler Kyle, NASCAR fan from my hometown state, Midland, Michigan. Well, not the city, but I'm from Michigan. Uh, I've been up to Midland a couple times. Uh, welcome to the show, Kyle. And uh, local DJ at Evil Dale Jarrett. I love a good parody account. That's a good name. I like that. Welcome to the show, guys. Tell your friends and all that good stuff. And don't forget to go check out the Lap Traffic store on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, and more. Uh, got some old school logos, some new school logos, all that good stuff. And, of course, if you want a free Lap Traffic koozie and sticker, all you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, and I will send them out to you for for free. All right, there's that. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get Mr. Aaron Studwell on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at RaceWeather along with Brian Newdorf keeping us up to date on all the weather happenings. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. How are you? Oh, good evening, sir. I'm doing well and yourself. Excellent, man. Hanging in there. Uh, you know, just a, another day in paradise here. Um, Let's see. Lots to talk about. Uh, do you want to talk about Auto Club? Uh, do you want to talk about Michigan basketball or the baseball fiasco? We can do baseball fiasco, basketball fiasco, Auto Club, semi-fiasco, and then go into Vegas weather. Perfect. All right. Let's see how quickly we can do this. Baseball. Listen, uh, you and I are both uh, baseball fans. You probably a little bit more than than me, if I'm uh, being well, honest. That com comes with being a Tigers fan. But go ahead. Right. Exactly. Um, and I know you are in like a uh what's what's uh the league dynasty baseball league that i mean you guys are drafting you know uh farm league type players for investment down the road like how has this impacted your league 
Uh, it's funny because okay, this is our twenty sixth season. That's we awesome. are American. We are American League only with ten owners. So okay. people, yeah, people do draft minor leaguers as early as probably the eighth round because we keep eight. Uh, it, you know, we're kind of looking. Okay, the draft's been delayed. The season's now. They're saying at least a week. I don't see this being resolved before Easter. No, I'll say. no, no, no. Now, I mean, uh, both sides are are just. You know, that the, the, there's no wiggle room. No one's no one's doing anything, you know, and, and it's, you know, and, and the thing is, like, I, you know, this is product of, of a capital society, right, which I'm 100 percent in favor of. But it's like, um, you know, at some point, the 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 thicker the head, the, the bigger the damage is going to be down the road uh, in terms of fans. You know, if if you know, if you are the Detroit Tigers that have had crappy seasons the last couple of years, barely bringing in five, ten thousand people into the stadium, you know, what taste is this going to leave in the mouth? So knowing that you're going to come into an already shortened season and a bad season, you know, it's, it's My- just not going to be good. My Orioles are no better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. You know, it's it's not it's not a good situation. That's exactly what I was thinking. You get to a point where I don't care. I just don't. It's like the you only had the pandemic shortened season. Yeah. And I'm. I didn't do. We just opted not do fantasy baseball that year. That season, we just yeah. Yeah. let let everything ride. But yeah. for this season, we actually just had a trade yesterday. Oh, we had two great. owners trade starting pitchers. That's great. Not even draft picks, but. Yeah, so, so people are still interested now. Yeah. But I'll I'll put this out there. Um, I'll tune on USFL football. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Check it out. Mich- Michigan Panthers. Right. I'm all I'm all in. Right. They'll probably win a title before the Detroit Lions. Oh, before too. the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they playing at Ford? Are they playing at Ford Field? Just no. There, there's something. Well, I from what I heard, all the first year, all the games are going to be in Alabama or something. Oh, um, and then they're going to look to okay. branch out. But I guess there's something where they won't be able to play at uh, the pros. Uh, so what I heard was that they're going to maybe play at Wayne State in Metro Detroit because they've got a football field there. So that's yeah. where they might be maybe looking. So plus that'll be a little bit more. I mean, obviously, you know, a thousand people at Ford Field looks like a ghost town. A thousand people <laughs> yeah. at a you know, whatever division Wayne State University is that at least looks like there's some people there, you know, so. And a thousand people at Auto Club looked pretty sparse. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, all right, man. Michigan basketball. Uh, are we going to make the tournament even? And uh, Brian Newdorf and I last week talked about um, what happened with Joan Howard. But uh, what, what, what do you think? Okay. Well, they played – Right now, let's say so they're fifteen and twelve. I, I want to give them, I want to give them a chance that they'll beat state tonight at home. Okay, they're going to lose to Ohio State on the road. You know what? I'll be nice and say they beat Iowa. Okay, so they go into the conference tournament third, seventeen and thirteen. Right now, they're the first four out. I would have if the bracket NCAA's. Uh, I think we talked about it two weeks ago. I just think honestly, if it doesn't. They don't progress for, to the maybe the quarterfinals in the Big Ten Conference. I, I, I is there it. in them? I don't see it. No. Nope. Uh, is here's what's odd to me. Well, one thing is there an NIT anymore? I think so. 
Okay. I couldn't conf- I couldn't speak to that with confidence though. Yeah, I'm about the same way. Yeah. Uh, they're 31st in power index, which shows how many teams are going to have are going to end up going above them because they're automatic qualifiers. Right. Yep. Yep. They're seventh in strength in schedule nationally, but that and about four bucks will buy you a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm with you. It, it it's. I just I'm not optimistic about them making the tournament I unless mean, they make a really good run in the Big Ten and they go two and one over these next three games. Here's the two things that I see with this is is one is if they make the tournament outright, uh, I mean, what we're looking at, maybe a 13, 14 seed, which in the grand scheme of things, they're going to get bounced in the first round. So do you want I, that embarrassment? I, you know, but here I, I will say i think having that 30 i think having so many teams behind them in the power index i would probably see them as a play-in i could see them being a first four play-in at dayton as an 11 so all right so that was going to lead me to my next thing is is would you almost want and rather be the play-in because then if you win that play-in you're the 11 you know, maybe you can scoop by that first round and maybe there's an upset that happens in the second. You know, maybe you have a chance to get to, to you know, 32. Yeah. You know, you play. Yeah. You play. You play a six seed. It depends on you. Know, sometimes we've seen some really bad six seeds. Yes. You know, so that's. Yeah, either way, they ain't going anywhere. Past yeah, are that. they going to make the sweet sixteen? Are they going to no. make the sweet sixteen? I'd no. say less than ten percent chance. Yeah. Yes. You know. All right. So we got that. Uh, Auto Club. What did you think of Auto Club? Uh, I, I hate to say the racing was entertaining. Yeah. It was entertaining. I liked it. I, you know what? I saw the headline on Racer.com today. You know what? The Cup guys. They wanted a car that was hard to drive. Guess what they got? They got it. And I love every single thing about that. Uh, you know, we, we fixed a couple tire issue things. Thank you. That's um, you read my mind. You know, and the thing is, is part of me wonders, all right, yes, there's obviously an underlying tire issue. The, the other aspect that I'm looking at it as is, all right, how serious is this tire issue? Because Auto Club is a unique track in five wide coming out of turn four, bigger tire, all of these things, you know? So I'm really curious. I think the big test on this car and the racing is this weekend at Las Vegas on a mile and a half. This is what we really see what maybe needs to be fixed uh, going forward from a tire Mm -hmm. perspective. Well, you've got a couple tests coming up because you've got Atlanta as well. Yes. Well, and see, but here's the thing. If it's old Atlanta, you know, I, I don't know. We're, we're going into a new track surface as well. So I don't exactly. know how That's, much, what what can you add to that because it's also a new surface, you know? And it could be as simple as Goodyear saying, okay, you know, we told you minimum pressure of 12. Yeah. I think having that wider profile. Yes. And But the, the lower depth on the tire, having that 18-inch uh, hub. Yep. I, I think if you say, okay, we said minimum pressure 12. Okay, the minimum pressure has to be 18. Yeah, yep. So, you know, something. And you know, they're going to have to make can, a swing. And, or go back to, I'm not sure they can run interliners with these anymore. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, okay. You know, and I, I, you know, I think maybe what they need is, is 
you know, a little bit more tire testing per se, but, uh, I no, don't we are, but it's just as, yeah, but we, but we are, it's just as real time. Yeah, yeah. Real time. Yes. Uh, well, all the, right. The, the one more thing yes. I want to throw this out here real quick. It does beg the problem of the ride height issue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because if, yeah, because if you have one go down, because it's in everything else, if you get that fixed, the right height issue is not an issue. Right. If you say, you know, we're going to let it roll, so yep. to speak. Yeah. Going to Vegas and yeah, all that. Um, I think it's that's got to be addressed. A way to clear these cars quicker and not so, you know, it's just yep. where you're just stranded. A hundred percent. All right, man. Uh, we are headed to Sin City. Uh, I mean, I think we can assume what the weather's going to be like, but uh, how are we looking? Uh- Oh no! What what happens when you assume? I know, right? <laughs> what do we got? A cold front on uh, a really a cold front on Friday. Uh, cold, cooler, cold Canadian air. Uh, okay. Strong winds will be a factor again this weekend, at least Friday and Saturday. Okay. So we've seen out there when we have these uh, strong and on Fridays when we southwest winds where you're blowing that wind, blowing the dust in across one and two, and we've seen that before. Um. We've got cloudy chance of showers on uh, Friday afternoon, southwest winds, 15 to 20 miles an hour, higher gusts, uh, 66 for the high. That'll be pretty early in the morning. 44 will be the temperature uh, after race time. I'll be dropping through there. Uh, temperatures will be dropping the early evening hours. Um, I'm putting odds of racing at 85%. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Sunday, more showers, cloudy. Uh, west and northwest winds as the winds shift around and the low moves out 20 to 25 miles per hour Wow! with higher gusts, 56 for the high, 42 for your morning low, at least in Aza racing at 90% because of the timing of the showers. Uh, Sunday, March 6th for the cup race, variably cloudy, finally. East and northeast winds, uh, 6 to 12 miles an hour, high of 58, morning low of 39. Wow, that, that's cold for the desert. I know it's cold. It's cold from a lot of places yeah, this time of yeah, year. Yeah. The normal normal temperatures are actually this one surprises me. Sixty. Oh, I'm going to. You're going to get people giggling. The normal temperature is high sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, average lows thirty-nine. So that surprises me a bit. Excellent. All right. Well, there we have it. Uh, all right, man. Well. Good to catch yeah. up with you, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. You will, and just hope for some great racing this weekend. And, uh, hey, next week's conference tournament time. It's time. If you haven't been watching all season, next week is due time. the time to start watching. There we go. Love it. All right, Left Traffic Nation, make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at Waste Weather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Take right, care. Man. Yep, we'll see you. Bye. Bye. All right, it is time for this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. You guys know the drill after race weekend. You can tweet your Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. I'll read them on the show, tag you guys on social media, and you know at the end of the season we'll do the recap of uh, the picks, totals, tallies, all that good stuff. So uh, let's see here. My, I got two Lucky Dogs this weekend. I mean, how do you not give it to Daniel Suarez? And RCR. Uh, I know RCR did not come away with a victory. I know that Tyler Riddick, you know, had a mishap. But to dominate two stages and then have Austin Dillon up there, um, our RCR is going to get it done. And I'm very excited to see that. Uh, lap down. Tire situation. Um 
you know, we're, we're getting there. Uh, I, I, the racing's better. Uh, passing's better. Uh, all, all good things. We just got to fix this one little blip here, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll have a, an improvement in racing. You know, could it have just been the, the five wide, the, the banking, all that kind of stuff? I don't know. Uh, lots of flat spots out there. We'll, we'll see what happens this weekend at Vegas. If it happens there, uh, something definitely needs to be fixed. But I think NASCAR is definitely going to be making some swings at this one, and, and we'll see what happens. All right, those are my picks. We got a lot of your picks, which I'm so excited about. I love that you guys sub submit your picks, uh, and this segment just grows longer and longer each week. Got some new submissions uh, for some new followers, which I just absolutely love. All right, here we go. Scott at 1985Wagner. Lucky Dog is a tie with Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez. Great outings for uh, Petty GMS and Team Trackhouse. Lap down NASCAR for not having a plan for moving cars with flat tires only. Want shorter races, but now burning laps, moving vehicles, making even less race in the race. Scott, couldn't agree with you more, man. Uh, I've been saying it for a long time that uh, we need to stop counting these caution laps, uh, I mean, especially at the stage breaks, is, is my personal opinion. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if we're going to have tire issues that result in extra cautions, uh, yeah, something's got to be done there. I agree. Jason at Stone 29 lucky dog. I'm going to go with my guy Kevin Harvick, the closer, finding a top 10 after running in the bottom half most of the race. Lap down, going to go with Kyle Busch. I'm betting he wished he just stayed home. I'm beginning to think they've lost their horseshoe. Oh, I like that. I like that, Jason. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Lucky dog. The racing. Wow, that car put on a badass race. Love to see it. Lap down. Chase Elliott fought back for a while. Uh, walled by a teammate. Reddick had the field covered and blows a tire. Uh, one thing I'll say about Chase Elliott is the, that car took a beating and was still able to compete. You know, so that's a uh, at least a positive to know. Hey, maybe you can kiss the wall a little bit and and not uh, suffer too much for it if you're able to keep it clean. Uh, Chase was doing that, just unfortunately. I got caught up in a couple of these situations there, so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Colby at uh, K-A-J-G-E-Y-99, Lucky Dog Suarez, put on a show all day long. Lap down. I got nothing for you. I love it when there's no lap downs. I love it. Kristen at K Hoglin 79 Lucky Dog is Suarez and Jones for having good races. Lap down is flat tires for putting you lap down and out of contention. Yeah, uh, I feel you. Uh, let's see here. Kurt at The Mad Capper. Lucky Dog has to be Hemrick. I believe he was like five or six laps down at one point. Brought it home P9. Yeah, seven. Seven laps down and, and gets back onto the lead lap. Uh, that's a Kyle Bush move right there. And to be fair... Toyota teammates, all that good stuff there. Our Toyota Alliance in the Xfinity Series. Um, that is that is got Kyle Busch written all over it. You know, it, most people five six laps down, whatever the case may be, they're just logging laps at that point in time. But uh, you know, found themselves in the right spots to be able to get some laps back with uh, the lucky dogs. No pun intended. In this segment, all that good stuff there. Uh, that's that's a hell of a performance there. Uh, I hope his sponsors are very happy with that one. Lisa at LL Chanana's lucky dog coming from the rear to win and a lap down Tyler Riddick oh he was having such a great day I'm with you you guys know what a what a fan I am of Tyler Riddick and can't wait to see him in victory lane uh, Matt at Camper News Net, Lucky Dog, the racing, 
These cars with the world's best drivers put on an incredible show. Additional lucky dog to Kyle Busch from coming four laps down with issues to finish 14th. Lap down, tire issues all day. Uh, and I'll add to that both days, Matt, for sure. Uh, Matt at CH9SE fan. Lucky dog goes to the new cars, not only for the racing, but the durability. Still amazed Harvick wasn't in a backup car, right? Isn't And speaking of back, can you believe it? SHR only had one backup car for the whole camp. Uh, I wonder what the other teams uh, had from a backup car perspective. Didn't really look into that, but that's got me very curious. Like, you know, if SHR had to go to two backup cars, couldn't believe that. Uh, and the, the fact that it was quicker to repair that car versus to set up the backup car, um, you know, that, that's that's incredible there for sure. Uh, lap down, I'm going to Suarez. Legit up front all day was so close at the end, 100%. Uh, Mick at Go Ducks 5 underscore Mix. Lucky dog. Young money got the win. Lap down. Got nothing. Good from start to finish. With you, Mick. Uh, Mike O at Odell underscore Michael. Lucky dog. Nine different teams had a car finish in the top 10. That's a hell of a stat, Mike. I love that. Lap down. Tyler Riddick. Left rear flat while leading and Ryan Blaney pit crew and JGR cars overheating. Yeah, you know, to be honest, I kind of like some of that, you know, um, not that I want engines blown every week or anything like that, but uh, I don't mind pit crew issues on pit road. I don't mind, you know, the occasional overheating uh, situation, you know, Um, to me, that just throws a little bit more of a wrench into things makes things more interesting on the track on pit road and keeps things uh all competitive you know when when you have the ability for all you know 36 cars to to go without having an engine issue all season uh, you know that means it's you were being too easy on the engines in my opinion so i'm all about it uh phil at phil 2164 uh I think this is Phil's first time submitting a pick. So thank you, Phil. Uh, Lucky Dog is 43. Lap down flat tires. Feel ya. Uh, Robin at SF49er Girl 16. Lucky Dog. Larson fought fought hard to get up front. Even took out a teammate in the process. Lap down. Blaney's pick crew cost him so many spots all day. He had a car good enough to win. Uh, Another new submission here. Sav at uh, J Savage RL. Lucky Dog. Almirola. Coming from the back from a spin to get a sixth place finish. Lap down, Ty Dillon. Your teammate has a top five car, and you can ride around in 30th all day. I love it. Uh, And last but not least, Tristan at Tristan Cole. Lucky Mutt. I like that, man. Uh, The fans on these cars and racing is tight. It's awesome. Lap down, Riddick, the tires, Blaney's pit crew, and Chase Elliott. I love it. All right. There you go. This week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. Uh, What do you say we close this thing out with? A little lap traffic fantasy. All right, lap traffic nation. Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. Two race weekends in, and guys, I got to apologize as I did in my email. Uh, I tried to get creative and come up with a way to... uh, kind of reduce the time on my side of things with a live excel doc and well that just was a cluster bleep uh i had to go and do some corrections and all that so long story short we're back to the traditional way just email your picks if you're new to the league i apologize for the confusion things normally won a lot smoother but uh we'll we'll get back to normal here going into this week and um 
Joining me on the line, uh, he had week high for a minute before we made some adjustments this week. Uh, he's been in the league, uh, I believe, since the inception. It is my uncle, Matt Crowd. Sir, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great. How's my great, great uh, nephew? I am doing pretty good, man. Hanging in there. Uh, things are a little crazy, as we were talking about here a minute ago. And yeah, we're uh, doing the baby thing, doing the work thing, podcast thing. You know, we're we're burning the candle at both ends two weeks into this thing. Yeah, what the baby's been here a week, and he's already screwing up the league. Yes, he is. You know? <laughs> we, have to, we have to talk to him about that. Right, right. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, funny story. You know, we're in the hospital. He's two days old, and the TV in the hospital, of course, did not have the channel that the duels were on. So I'm sitting in the hospital. He's curled up on my chest, and I'm watching the duels, and I'm like, we got us a new fan. So That must have been a, a moment. It was a moment. You, you absolutely know it. His first race. Yes, yes the duels. <laughs> Um, well, man, uh, not too bad. 89, uh, or I'm sorry, 93 points this week for you with Gregson and Logano. Uh, I had 89 points with Allgaier and Logano, uh, made some moves up. Uh, what'd you, two, I know it's early two races in Daytona is kind of hard to, to measure against just cause it is what it is with Daytona. But, uh, Great. what do you think of the new car? What'd you think of the racing this weekend? Um, I liked it. Uh, I thought it, look, it looks like it's going to be competitive. And really, what more can you ask for? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can pass. Uh, you can you can race. You don't have a leader that's 10 seconds ahead at Auto Club like we would have seen in the past. So uh, right, right. I'm really excited to see what that brings this week at Las Vegas at a mile and a half. If, if we get that same type of thing, uh, you know, we fixed this tire issue, and I think we're going to have a hell of a season. I think it, it's going to be wreck filled, but yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's that's okay um, as long as it's not the guy I picked, right? <laughs> <laughs> which which is usually the case. It's however, like yeah. any true NASCAR <laughs> fantasy player, right? Uh, right. A buddy of mine, he's in a league and he texts me and he's in one of my fantasy football leagues and he goes, hey, I just got in a fantasy NASCAR league. I go, oh, well, well how much is the buy in? Can I get in? He goes, no, I won't allow it. He goes, but you can help me. And <laughs> so for Daytona, we picked McDowell, did pretty good. And for Auto Club, I said, take Bowman. And right. I text him, I go, dude, we were in the top five with like 20 to go and bottom fell out on us, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, that's we'll get a, it. That's the story of my life. I mean, I, how long has it been since I've been on the show here? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's like two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But, but after, uh. I mean, last year, that was just the funniest thing ever. Uh, you could not catch a break last year. Every time. It didn't matter who I picked. And what race they were in, they wrecked. Yep. And and usually they were running in the top 10 with 20 to go when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Whatever. Right? <laughs> well, this uh. year, I think this year is going to be the most competitive. Uh, there's no Larson rule. Uh, we've restricted the Xfinity series a little bit. Uh, I, I think it's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to it. 
I like that. I think that was a really good move to uh, uh, limit the Xfinity. Like, and you might even next year, you know, because you got Nemechek, you you got you know Rhodes. There's really ain't that many. No, might have to. Yeah, might, well, well, I'm I'm up for it. We'll see. As long as things go well with Xfinity, we might extend that to the truck next year. Really make it uh, a competitive thing here. Uh, All right. Let's hit the top 10 here. Uh, In first place with 209 is uh, Don James. In second place with 193 is Scott Boys. In third with 192 is Jeremy Waterbury. In fourth with 185 is Michael Mason. In fifth with 180 is Kristen Hoglin. In sixth with 177 is Kenny Hunt. We got a two-way tie for seventh with 173 with Justin Hughes and Kyle Garrett. Two-way tie for eight with 169 with Jeff uh, Kunkadel and John Warrington. We got a three-way tie for ninth with 168 with Alan Cavana, Brad Carnes, Henry Fletcher, and Josh Rolfe. In 10th with 166 is Jeff Clark. And sir, I'm adding the 11th spot because that is you with 162 points. So I'm uh, just going to say, I thought it was pretty close. Yeah, anyway. it's, it's up there. Uh, bonus points, Jumpy Bob is leading the pack with two along with Don James. And then we've got a bunch of people with one bonus point and we'll see how that evens itself out throughout the season there sir uh what do you say you ready to make some picks sure all right lap traffic fantasy players we are headed into week two of the west coast swing our third different track with the next gen car we've done the super speedway we've done the big two mile of auto club and we head to our first mile and a half at las vegas It's been pretty split as far as manufacturer wins go at Las Vegas. Last 10 races, Chevy's got three wins, Toyota's got two, and Ford has five. Penske has done very well at Las Vegas with wins from Brad and Joey. I suspect Cindric, Blaney, and Joey will all do well this week. Will we see strong performances from Reddick, Suarez, and Dylan this week? One of them might be able to get some redemption. Who's got Lady Luck on their side? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. All three series back at it. Uncle Matt, who do you got for the truck series? Uh, trucks, I, you know, I guess I'll go name a check again. Um, I'm with you. I tried, I tried them last week. It wasn't a good week, but they, you know, Daytona, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. He'll bounce back. I'm with you there. Uh, that's my pick as well. Over to the Xfinity series, sir. Who do you got? Uh, I think I'm going to use Almondinger. Almondinger. Uh, All right. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Noah Gregson. A uh, couple strong performances out of him lately. I'm 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 a roll with the nine. I like he his aggressive. Yeah, he worked for me last week. <laughs> and then over to the Cup Series, sir. Who's your pick? Uh, this one makes me a little bit nervous. Um, I'm going to take Reddick. I you know he he ran well. I I think he will run well if he can just stay off the wall right well hey i think now's a good time to gamble on a pick and not even a gamble but to to kind of roll the dice with him uh you're up in 11th it's early points are close uh even if something happens uh it's it's reboundable if you will and if it works so it's golden pretty good. Yeah, it's golden. yeah um i'm gonna go with ryan blaney uh he's got uh i think Back-to-back top fives and four top tens uh, in the last four trips to Vegas. So I'm going to roll with Penske and then number 12 this real, week. Yeah, I thought real hard about Cindric, so. Yes. Cool. 
All right, man. Well, listen, great to have you back on the show. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll do a little better this year and uh, we'll get you back on a few more times. <laughs> I'd have to be better. Right? It's <laughs> too many worse than worse. There you go. Right? I love it. All right, man. Alrighty. We'll catch you soon. All right. Take care. Yeah, we'll see ya. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 271 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Twitter, at Lap Traffic PC. Let's get to 6,000 followers, and let's do a giveaway. Huge thanks to Dustin Albino, Aaron Studwell, Matt Crowd for calling in tonight. Uh, like I said, probably going to take next week off, and we'll see what we can get lined up after that. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!